Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Boca Tall, good morning, and welcome to Love Live Rock and Reality Radio. Starting your Yam Yah's way is the best way to start your way. Praise, prayer, decree, and declare your way out of everything before it even comes at you. What can you expect to be coming at your attitude, your ruach, your prosperity? What do you know is going to get in the way of you having and living the life that you want, firmly founded on the Torah, firmly based in Yeshua, firmly based in Yahweh? What can you anticipate is going to get in your way? Isn't it best to address it when your eyes first open than to wait until it has a chance to blindside you? Life is in the power of our tongues, propelled by the very breath he put in our lungs. He is the spark. He is the fuel. And the pump, and the price at the pump is in $5.29 a gallon. Once you're in, you're in. He doesn't charge. All he wants is your life. He wants it dedicated to him to allow him to make the most of it. So we come at you this morning with the good news of Yeshua, with the great news of the kingdom of Shamayim, knowing that Abba Yah has the answers he is just waiting to see how serious you are as to whether or not you're willing to ask the questions. So let's start this out right. Hallelujah. I am Shaliak Scribe, and we are going to call on Yami to see if she would be willing to pray clear the line of any hexes, vexes, curses, foul, unna- unpleasant, nasty things that would try to thwart the efforts of Yahweh this morning as we pray our way into another awesome yam with our awesome Malechem of Malechems. Yeshua Yahweh. Hallelujah. Well, I did have as many as four people on here at one at one point, but now it looks like I'm down to two and one is actually the broadcast name, and the other one is me. So, uh, hallelujah. Um, I guess I will pray, clear the line, and then we will get this thing rolling. Hallelujah. Abba, yeah, in the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for another awesome morning. We thank you for another opportunity to serve you and our fellow man. We thank you for another opportunity to walk in the light of your Torah and your truth, knowing that everything will be revealed by the light, knowing that your truth and your light is more powerful than anything else. So, Abba, we just ask that if there is anything 
that has been arrayed against us, any plans that have been made that are opposed to your will and your purpose being accomplished. Hallelujah. There she is. Our prayer warrior is on the line. Yami, would you like to pray to clear the line? Definitely. My phone, I was on the line. Satan is interfering with the phone. It said I'm out of reach and turned me off. So, Satan, you're a liar. And you, you are, your assignments against love line today is canceled. We are able to stay on this line and proclaim truth and honor our Yahweh. He is, you are under his feet. He is the final authority and you keep your hands off this love line so that Yah's plan for today shall be completed and um and we will be um accomplishing his work you will not hinder it get out of our face in the name of our messiah we speak that this is this um uh and now father we want to come to you we want to enter your gates with thanksgiving and come to your courts with praise. And we do say this is the day that you have made. And, Father, um, it's more than that, more than just the day. It's you created all things. And the enemy just came to rob, kill, destroy. His end is, is written. And temporary, we are to keep him under our feet. And we're able to do that because you paid the price. And you are our champion and we shall follow you. For you have only um, good plans for, for us. We are your people. And we um, know that the problem comes from our side, not yours. And the enemy is always looking for a place to get in there and, um, and rob, kill, destroy. But, Father, your plan, we agree with that your kind of government, that your um, way of living and all the aspects of love are to remain in our lives. And therefore, we shall be saved from the enemy that came and comes to rob, kill, destroy. And uh, until that appointed time that he is thrown into the pit, or in however you're going to deal with him, we agree with it. Um, some talk about the lake of fire, and, uh, and some places it talks about the pit. And um, 
Father, we agree with your plan, and we um, agree that the parts of us that need to be tweaked need to be brought into your ways where we are not even aware that we are going pagan ways. We do not want to do that. And and you shall help us to overcome. And he that overcometh, you'll make a pillar in your temple. Thank you that you have that ability to establish us for your name's sake, in your righteousness. For our own righteousness is as filthy rags. And we want to be white as snow, though our sins were red like crimson. And so in our daily walk, Father, we want to keep the Torah in its proper place and accept the Torah and reject the enemy. And thank you, you made it all possible. So take over today as we submit our will over to you and um, bring on this line lessons, beautiful words of life. Father, teach us faith and teach us duty. Father, and, and let the words of our mouth edify you. And um, let us not be ashamed and let not the enemy triumph over us. For we can trust in you because you are our creator and you're the lover of our souls. Yeshua, a lover of our souls, let us never let you go. And uh, therefore... Take over and accomplish your plans this morning. And as we walk with you, let us recognize quickly if we go astray and turn from it, which means repent, stop going the wrong way, and and walk with you. For you speak to us and we hear and we open our mouths and you feel it. And your plan is higher than what we could imagine. But we can read much of it from your word and your Torah shows us this is the way, this is the truth, this is the life. Let us live as children pleasing to you. Take over, Ruha, on this line today. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. We are going to cut to a song here real quick, bring some music in, and then we will be back. At least that is the intent anyway. So let's see. All right. Here's a little bit of skillet to get us going in the morning, awake and alive.
hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If that doesn't get the eyes open and the blood pumping, I don't know what will. Again, that was Skillet, awake and alive. Abba Yah, in the name of Yeshua, please allow us, cause us to be awake and alive in your light. And normally what we do here on Praise, Prayer, Decree, and Declare, and the reason we do it might seem strange to some, but it's actually a really, really good idea. <laughs> Shalayak Rock has suggested and suggests that those that come on and those that speak, the personalities that you hear on the radio, and it applies to everybody, regardless of your of your role, your position, your status, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you want to get the most out of your day, if you want to become more than you are, then we need to figure out a way to control our attitude. And a lot of times that comes with changing our attitude. So the suggestion to make up a minimum list of 77 things you're thankful for. A minimum list of 40 powerful prayer points that you want to touch on. That you can review throughout the course of the day. And at least 33 IMs or 33 positive proclamations over your life is the best way, and it's been proven, is the best way to spark a change. Because if we don't change what's coming out of our mouths, then what's going into our ears is going to continue to be toxic. It's going to take, if it, it's going to take intense personal effort to master that. The world is not going to love you. The world does not love you. The world is not going to encourage you. The world is going to beat you down. It's unfortunate. But that is the truth. It's an unpleasant truth. But it is the truth nonetheless. The world will beat you down. So that having been said, I am thankful this morning for the fact that Abiyah woke me up again. I'm thankful for the fact that I have another day to serve him. I'm thankful that I have another day to serve in the Mishpaka. I'm thankful today that I have this another day to serve humanity as best I can, as I believe I'm led. I'm thankful today that I can be in study, in, con in constant communication with the creator of the universe. I'm thankful I can call him friend. I'm thankful he calls me friend. I'm thankful I'm part of the Mishpaka. I am thankful for that Mishpaka, for Rock, Sand, Kim, Greg, Corey, Mike, the Spike, Marissa, Joel, Yami, Bonnie, um, so many, many, many more. 
and so many that I have not met yet. If the introduction has not been made, I am thankful that I can believe that I have the courage to reach into other people's lives and make a difference. Not because I'm so special. but because of who Yahweh is. I am thankful that I was born in this country, that I know what freedom is, that I have not really had to experience religious persecution. I am thankful that I am driven and ambitious not for my own acquisitions, but for purposes of the kingdom. Abba, in the name of Yeshua, I just pray that any and all hindrances to Ruach or growth be broken off of me, be broken off this line, be broken off of those on this line. Anything that would hinder your movement, yeah, that it would break off, that it would, would be broken, that it is broken off of Marissa, off of Yami, off of Brock, off of Sam, off of Kim, off of Greg, off of Corey, off of Mike Kulo, off of everybody that will hear this recording, that any hindrances are broken off, that the adversary is bound, that he is cast away, that he is trodden underfoot, that he has no victory, that sin has no sting, that adherence, Yah, to Torah and to a proper rural understanding, as you would have us know it and walk in it, is arrived at. And achieved, and that it becomes a permanent fixture and a positive practice in each of our lives for your glory, for your kavod, and for the benefit of the kingdom. Hallelujah. I am 33. My I am's. I'm not going to run through the whole list. It needs to be rewritten. It needs attention. I need to pray over it some more, and I need to add scripture references. But it is powerful in the Ruach just the way it is because this is the way he gave it to me. Hallelujah. In Yahweh El Elyon, I am made righteous through Yeshua's righteousness. I am free of doubt. I am a son, brother, and friend and set apart good standing with the Kodesh reputation. I am loved to the deepest, most intense definition of the word in all languages. I am shielded by Shamayim's wisdom, protected from harm, both earthly and in the unseen realm. I am dead to my flesh, past sins and failures, self-defeating, self-degrading thinking. I'm a powerful prayer warrior, guided altar worker, and valued and respected messenger, possessed of the mind of Yeshua, pursuing deeper levels of, in, of intimacy with the Creator. I am walking with a powerful anointing upon me at all times, 
benefiting from an intimate relationship with the Ruach of Yah. I am free to express and pour forth the favor of the kingdom of Shamayim because of who he is in me. I have nothing to apologize for. Having the authority to walk in unquestionable, unimpeachable boldness, excitement, and truth through him who lives within and through me. I am instantly obedient, stepping out in faith, even in the darkest of situations. I, by faith, walk perpetually. I, by faith and obedience, walk perpetually in the light of his Hanan, his favor, and the authority of Yeshua, and the Shachim of Solomon. Hasatan cannot shake, break, or take my freedom, my faith, my joy, my shalom, my trust, my obedience, or my property. I am not perfect, but he who is within me is. I am Kodesh for the work of the kingdom. And I praise Yah for this morning. Hallelujah. Yami, we are going to come back to you if you've got your praise, prayers, decrees, and declares ready. And if you're ready for your teaching, the line is yours. Hallelujah. Well, I, I'm thankful just for today. But I also am thankful for all the great things that he lets us experience, all the great exploits that have came and and will continue to come. And um, where is that page? That's not it. There was a few things from my um, intercessory prayer book that stood out to me. Um, Okay, in Leviticus, fire came out from the presence of Yah and consumed the burnt offering on the altar. This is in Leviticus 9.24. When all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. And um, I'm just thankful that he shares with us his power and, and he shows himself great. And I want to um, kind of close out in the book of Deuteronomy and... Um, read kind of the last portion of it here. And Father, let us um, hear what the Ruach has to say to us today. Um, And Yahweh said to Moses that it was 34 um, of Deuteronomy. This is number four I start with. And Yahweh said to him, This is the land which I have shown to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your seed. 
I have caused you to see with your eyes, but you shall not cross over the river. And Moses, the servant of Yahweh, died there in the land of Moab, according to the command of Yahweh. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, Moab um, opposite Beth Peril, and no man knew his grave to this day. And Moses was a son of a hundred and twenty years at his death. His eyes had not become dim, and his vigor did not flee him. And the sons of Israel moaned Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days, and the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the Ruach of wisdom. And Moses had laid hands on his laid his hands on him, and the sons of Israel listened to him and did as Yahweh commanded Moses. And never since has a prophet like Moses arose in Israel, whom Yahweh knew face to face. In regard to all the signs and wonders, which Yahweh sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all the servants and to all his lands and in regard to all the mighty hands hand, and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. Well, through... This, Moses was able to to complete and, and be the man to bring Yashchil, the Israel, to the promised land. But because of the rebellion and the wrongdoing that went down in the wilderness, that he, he and his generation could not enter the land. And so here it is. Moses died, and Joshua then uh, had laid hands on, um, Moses had laid hands on Joshua, and pretty much the anointing was passed unto him and so now there was it was um, Joshua that was commanding Moses what Moses had gotten from Yah and um, my point in this part is in the footnote it says um, that um uh, we see the ceremony of laying hands 
on in this just, not just in the New Testament doctrine, but goes back to the Torah and even in the book of Genesis. So um, we, in our prayer life, there I am many times in, well, when I first started, when understanding to lay hands and pray for people, um, I, my hands would sometimes feel burning and tingling and and something flowing through me to people and to the whoever I was praying for. And, you know, I'm, I'm young and it's, the course was amazing to me. And, um, and so as I grew, I learned that that doesn't, isn't always necessary, but sometimes I look at it this way. Yah shares with us hidden secrets, little special um, uh, understandings that that we can enjoy. Because I enjoy when I feel the power of the Ruhak um, flow through me and the healing power, the same power that rose Yeshua from the dead flows through me to another. And yeah, in the ceremonial ways that happened, but also today in, in healing and deliverance, um, there's the kind of prayer where through our hands and, and the our putting our hands on another, the anointing or for whatever the need is, we can feel. But it's not required for us to feel it because Yah is Yah and uh, it's his anointing. And um, it's just a gift when we get to feel it. But we want to always acknowledge him in, in our ways and in our um prayers when we do our praying with others for to get um, what Yah wants um, through our mouth, through our actions to whoever is in need of whatever. And I say that because is there anything too difficult for Yah? And I say, no, not nothing. And hallelujah, the gift of healing does flow through our hands. And the laying on of hands does pass anointing and does a, a work. Whether we feel it or not, we know it because it's written in the Torah and it's explained, uh, you know, that we can expect this to be in our life because we're Torah keepers. So we shall be used to do the exploits. He will use our hands. Hallelujah. 
And um, with my hands lifted up and my mouth full of praise, I will bless thee, O Yah. That's another beautiful thing, lifting our hands on Yah and blessing him. Lots of times when Yah allows me to be anointed and dance before him, I, um, my hands speak to honor him. And as I move my hands, my mind, Yah touches and I understand that I am using a sign language that um, those uh, present can be baruched by. Wow. And we can baruch him. We can um, give him honor that's honored that is due him by lifting our hands. So with our hands lifted up and our mind stays on thee, let us bless thee, O Lord, O Yah, and allow us to be a sweet smell to your nostrils as we uh, hear from you what to do with our hands that takes me back to the the song that I love. I really like this song a lot. And it goes, um, From the dust of the earth, Yah created man. His breath made man a living soul. And I, I can't deny him. I will always walk beside him. For I was born to serve Yahweh. Now my hands, they were made to help my neighbor. Among all the other things we just talked about, our hands um, are to be put to use for Yah's service. Hallelujah. And I pray that as you show us, we do with our hands your exploits, where they are needed, where our hands are needed. We ask that your anointing be upon us and flow through our hands and that we stay vessels of honor and keep our our temples full of your majesty so that always, we are pleasing to you and your great uh, plan for eternity will happen one day at a time. And let us remember that yesterday's history and hallelujah, it brings us encouragement when we look at all the mighty work through your hands, yeah. And Tomorrow is the future, but just for today, we can live a life worth living. Amen. I will pass. Thank you, Yami. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. That was Anne-Marie, the original version of Put Your Hand in the Hand. Hallelujah. Love that song for a long time. All right. We are going to move along, and we are going to see if Marissa is ready with her Ephesians 6, or her Ephesians 5. The Armor of Yah. The Armor of Yah reading. Let's just do it that way. Hallelujah. Um Marissa had a deer in the headlights expression on her face as I was calling on her. It was kind of amusing. But anyways, she knows what she's doing, even if I trip over my tongue. So, again, here is Marissa with her praises, her prayers, her decrees, her declares, her 77 thankful things in her list of 40 powerful prayers, preceded by her reading from Ephesians. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. Get there. It's a They've got these newfangled things out there that they just came out with, Marissa. They're called bookmarks. Yeah. <laughs> Children, obey your parents in Yahweh, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but nurture them in the discipline and teaching of our master. Slaves, obey your masters according to the flesh, with beverage, the troubling entanglement of your hearts as the Messiah, not with eye service as hypocrites, but as slaves of Messiah doing the will of our master from the heart. Serving as slaves with goodwill to our master and not as men each one knowing that whatever good thing he does, this he shall receive from the master, whether he is a slave or a free man. Masters do the same thing towards them, forgiving their faults, knowing that the master of you and of them is in heaven, and there is no respect of persons with them. But arrest my brothers. Be made powerful in our master, and in the might of his strength. Put on all the armor of Yahweh for you to be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. When conflict is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and with those in authority and with the possessors of this dark world and with the evil spirits that are beneath heaven. Because of this, take up all the whole armor of Elohim that you may be able to resist the evil one. And being prepared, you shall prevail. Then stand firm, having girded your loins about with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And defend your feet with the preparation of the good news of peace. Above all, taking up the shield of faith, which is what you'd be able to quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. And putting on the helmet of salvation is to take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of Yahweh. You all pray and petition, praying at all times in the spirit, and watch you do the same thing with all perseverance and petition concerning all the saints. Pray also for me that to me may be given speech and opening of my mouth, mouth with boldness, 
make known the mystery of the good news. For which I am an ambassador in the chain, that in it I may speak boldly as it is right for me to speak, but that you also may know the things about me, what I am doing. Psychus, the beloved brother and faithful minister, and our master will make known all things to you. Whom I sent to you for the same thing, that you might know the things about us, and he and he may come for your heart. Shalom to the brothers and love of faith from Yahweh, the Father and the Master, Yeshua Messiah. Grace be with all those that love our Master, Yeshua Messiah, without corruption. Amen. So today I just the Queen declare for you, for Yahweh to be with us as we are overcoming um, and the Queen declare for the healing touch there's no blemishes from for the skin as well as um, healing for the hair growth and the Queen declare that Yahweh's love is over our nation all of our nations in the United States. For Yahweh's timing, I need to declare that Yahweh, um, the structure that Yahweh has um, his hand upon our schedules and for our build our life on this um, structure and for our Malachim, I declare that they are doing their work that he called them for to do from heaven and the earth and the to care for your, your love and your out. Section Yahweh in Psalm 91 over Rock and Sandy John Kim and Yami and, and Jim and those who are from a 2.0 and the community that you have your discernment upon them and as well as your your guidance. And the Queen of Spirit, you're cleansing and healing Yahweh for the breakthroughs and for our bodies. And you're keeping us walking in your fullness. I decree the care for um, those who are in addiction after or having problems with alcohol, Yahweh, that you help them. And I decree the care for those men and women in uniform doing the work they're called for to do. They continue doing the righteous work that they're doing. And for your, your guidance on what, what they're trying to accomplish to help them accomplish the set forth and planning to do Yahweh and for the strategies that you're giving them. Get the um, band men off the street. So for the people who are doing illegal activities for the sources of the drugs coming in from outside and that you help them find them <coughs> as well as um, the dope dealers off the street. And you can care for our doctors to Yahweh that us healthcare workers are going to be under your um, canopy of protection and your discernment on them and those who are doing the wrong the wrongful ways of work Declare your uh, hand to be upon that situation and for them to come into the light, for them to be knowing what they're doing wrong, for the transgenders, 
my body modifier or surgeons that you have ways of correcting my for correcting in that situation glorify you Yahweh and I pray for government officials and repent on behalf of them and uprooting those that you can take those out of office to help us understand what's going on so you can really you know, that you can work on those things for those who are making the economy harder on everyone for the situation to come back to us. The regular like, things that are going up higher prices and agriculture and all that stuff. You always know, you have your situation on those things. I pray for your uh, help in that, Yahweh. Yeah, that you really favor a, 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 um, your favor over it instead of um, man-made choices. And I just pray to care for your renewing of their minds that their mindset is stuck in the wrong direction. And I pray for them to have to pray for you to intervene on them. And for our financial situation, Yahweh, yeah, to pray care that you are helping us as well as increase in our finances. And I pray for those uh, who are in this in the business that we are looking at and learning about each day and helping others with X thirty nine. I just want to that you help with uh, those who we are working on to get on board with this that you help their minds to be open and their to to receive the the gift of of these patches and that you help us with um the areas you want us as we are wearing the patches and to promote this business for your help in it, Yahweh. And pray for all things to come into the alignment that's aligning us in your word for us for our health wise and our family's health. I decree to clear for people in the wilderness, Yahweh, that you're taking them out of wilderness. Hallelujah. For those who um, might be stuck out there somewhere. Pray for them to acknowledge you in the midst of it, and that you, they can really seek you and have your, your strength in it in the middle of this storm. And for people from out of the Egypt, Hallelujah! And the Queen of you forgiving us of our sins, repenting us from our past fleshly desires, Yahweh, for the wrongdoings, and you renew our minds, and you're also helping those with the mental health issues out there. They're keeping us in a cardiac way, in your loving kindness with your fruit, in your love, kindness, joy, shalom, faith, patience, goodness, meekness, and self-control. And I pray for Yah, Yah, control, and for our families. Hallelujah! I come against the vision on my children, and I that my children are whole in you, Yahweh. That it must come before them. I break it off all the um, stuff between me and my children and I that are not a not a few Yahweh. And I pray for salvation for our family members that have not received your your um, your love and your gift of salvation yet. I pray for Yahweh's deliverance in our family and love to be upon us 
and our family and our loved ones. And I break in agreement past and Yahweh that you help me with overcoming those situations and as well as those who are on the line that you're helping us overcome our different areas that we're all in different walks in our life with you anyway. And I pray for those ministries that are in the prison mm-hmm. that you are with our, our brothers and sisters out there and Steve Shipley that he is um called to do the work that you've called us to do and I'm thankful that you have those who can keep on sharing your word and sharing your love and I pray for the outpouring over those uh, that are in the prison even for the uh, deputies that come up on the point with Yahweh and for uh, the corrupt one that they have brought us here and the light so they have Failures off them for the truth to be seen and what's going wrong in this area, too. And full of family members of those who are in, in jail or a person that you help them understand that, the understanding of why their loved ones are in prison. In case with the courts as well, Yahweh, that you have to hand upon those in the righteous judgment. Pray for my family and for well my children, those who are watching my children. Dad, Don, Chipa, and Leela, Kumar, and Gary, that they're watching Eva right now, and John is watching Aiden. Aiden is Aiden. On Eva's age, and the Queen clear that you are helping them, and I pray for those who are in the sex slavery that you have uh, you're in that situation Yahweh for those who are taking people that are against their their um, will Yahweh or pray for them to come out of that that you can help bring them out of that situation and send forth the workers that you call for to it and for those who are in the violence, as well as the violence and wars out there, for protection upon our public buildings and homes, as well as businesses, and faith for them to keep the commandments out there, and for the ministries to follow the truth, the laws, and commandments that you have in your in your word. And for your shalom over those situations, Yahweh. Hallelujah. I I mean it clear that you are helping the love ministries as you keep it going. As well as the transform program that you have your hands in the midst of it. As we are in it right now. I I am sold. Hallelujah. I'm your daughter. I am loved. I am also a, a doer as I'm learning the word so I can continue to understand the word better. You can help me with that. why I'm learning the word and for it to be uh, remembered and memorized. Because I am an overcomer and I'm overcoming that the doubt of not being able to understand it. 
that I am understanding of it. My beautiful and great gifted faithful and group and I'm able to all things to the Messiah, which is the reading and understanding the word as you strengthen me to, to learn it and for um, being a mom that I can help teach it. And I'm a mother that's getting greater each day. And I'm your beloved Yahweh. I'm a warrior and champion, successful, and I'm well-seasoned as you have knit me together. And that I am as we are all bought and purchased by the blood of the Lamb. I'm well-sensed in your senses, Yahweh. And I'm a seer and hearer for your your works as well as what you're doing in the, the Word. I pray for that Word to get more understanding for my diligence in you. And I'm grateful for uh, my legacy for Yahweh, for your living Word, Yahweh, for um, our Elohim. And thank you for the sunshine and for uh, for coming out of the darkness and I'm thankful for those who are on the line and as well as those who are part of the uh, transformed and the morning calls that you are just with them. I'm thankful for my family, for salvation and for our animals. I'm thankful for, uh, for our health, Yahweh, for your discernment and just the clean and clear that you help us with that. All those since we, we pray for our, our loved ones and I also lift up Yami's children as well as her daughter that was been in the hospital that you're going to have a miraculous, miraculous turnaround for her and her body as well as her mind. She's going to be a warrior and a champion for you. Hallelujah. Now pass, pass with that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Marissa. Appreciate that. We are going to move into our 27 minutes of meditation where we just get quiet, pray, listen to Yah's voice, and we will be back once I find something to play. Again, you are listening to Love Live Rock Remnant Reality Radio. I am Shaliak Scribe. And I am grateful you have decided to start your day with me. It is truly an honor. It's a privilege, not one I take lightly, nor should it be. Hallelujah.
Father, yeah, in the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for the sweet presence of your of your Ruach HaKadosh this morning. We just thank you for the ability to come and just soak in that presence, knowing that it is you and that you love us in such an awesome way. Java, as we come out of the 27 minutes of meditation and we move towards the culmination of the episode or of the program, we want to do it in such a way, if it's your will, it sets us up to have a prosperous, a ruachally prosperous, ruachally successful, outstanding day. So yeah, that that that, that success crosses the threshold from reverence and obedience to you to service in you towards our fellow man. So hallelujah. Yeah, we do this as we move forward, knowing that it's already done in Shamaim because that's what you would have for us. So hallelujah. We are going to take care of our seventh bodybuilder right now and a Hava off and a Hava offering. Um and this is, you know, this is a necessary part of the overall barukata that Yah intended for the Mishpaka. No, I'm not trying to rhyme in Hebrew. Just happened to come out that way. So anyway, um, before we get into our Torah instructions, we're going to do that, and we're going to start with a bit of a reading. Malachi three eight to 18. Yeah, it sounds long, but it actually really isn't that long. This is, opens with Yah asking questions. It says, Will a man rob Elohim? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In the tithe and the offering. You are cursed with a curse for the nation. All of it. You are robbing me. Now wrap your first of all wrap your head around that for a minute. If the nation is supposed to, if the nation of Israel at this point in time is supposed to be tithing and they're not and Yah is noticing it, what could the United States of America or any other nation for that matter look like if they had been obedient to this one spiritual this one ruachal principle, this one Torah principle? I think we'd be living in a very, very, very different, much more pleasant world. But alas, that's not what we have. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me now with this, says Yahweh of hosts, whether I will not open the windows of Shamayim for you and pour out a brukatah until there is no sufficiency of room to store it. Sufficiency of room is a big word, and it's kind of a weird way to put it. So I'm not going to guess as to why they used it, but 
suffice it to say, you ain't going to have enough bank accounts. You ain't going to have a barn big enough. You're not going to have 10 barns big enough. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there may be room in my house and test me now with this. Yah is doubling down on this promise. Abba Yah is double dog daring you to donate to his storehouse, to donate to the purpose of his ministries, of getting his message out, of helping the needy, the hungry, the hurting, the homeless, the helpless, the heartbroken. He's doubling down and test me now with this. Says Yahweh of hosts, whether I will not open the windows of Shamayim for you and pour out a brukatah until there is no sufficiency of room to restore it. Do you believe him? Do you believe him? Not a matter of believing in the verse as to whether or not the promise can be kept. It's do you believe Yahweh is going to do what he says? But he's only going to do it if you're obedient. He's only going to do it if I'm obedient. If I'm not obedient, I don't get it. And I will rebuke the devourer for you, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground against you, nor shall your vine miscarry against you in the fields as Yahweh of hosts. And all nations shall call you Baruch, for you shall be a delightful land, says Yahweh of hosts. Your words have been strong against me, says Yahweh. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is vanity to serve Elohim, and what profit is it that we have kept his charge? and that we have walked as mourners before Yahweh of hosts. And now we are calling the arrogant Baruch Atad. I would almost think that if this is Yahweh speaking this, and it sounds like it is, that you could, you could alter that one word and read it to say, and now you are calling the arrogant Baruch. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, but they also test me, they also test Elohim and escape. That's a pretty strong accusation against Yahweh or against against humanity, but it's not wrong. We live in, a, in an era where we are calling the wicked Baruch, the arrogant Baruch, and we are building up the wicked, and nobody's doing nothing about it. Then those fearing Yahweh, catch that, those fearing Yahweh, spoke together, or two or more gathered in my name, Mishpaka, three pot Shabbat, love lunch brunch, each man to his neighbor, and Yahweh gave attention and heard, and a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared Yahweh, and for those esteeming his name, not his title, not his characteristic, his name. That each man to his neighbor, that neighbor was also probably one of those that feared Yah. You're not going to go to a complete pagan and say, hey, let's start giving money to you know, my church. You know, that's not, not going to go over real well. Um, and they shall be mine, says Yahweh of hosts, for the day that I will make up my treasure. 
and I will pity them as a man has pity on his son who serves him. Folks, come on. When we were growing up, how many of us didn't get an allowance? I mean, we didn't please Dad because we wanted the allowance. We pleased Dad because it was Dad. The allowance was just an added perk. Okay? So Yah wants us to serve him out of the goodness of the the heart that he converted and transformed into what he can use. But because of that conversion and transformation process, that ongoing process of our storing up his good treasure, his Torah in our hearts, he's going to make us useful to the world around us And that might include putting a little bit of change in our hands, which is no big deal because it's all his anyway. Because this world is his and everything in it. So he's saying, I will pity them. I will pity you. I will see what you're doing and I will have pity and loving kindness towards you as a man has pity on his son who serves him, as an example. Then, then you shall return and see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. See, Abiyah is trying to make the wicked jealous here. He's trying to make the, the, the wicked envious, not because he's trying to cause strife, but because he's trying to bait them into a conversion experience. Yah is not above bribing the wicked. See, when Yah does it, it's not unrighteous. He's got a righteous, a righteous reason behind it. He wants the wicked to come in because once they come in, they're no longer wicked. Because you're, you're not going to stay in the Mishpachai if you are wicked because you're not going to feel comfortable here. We're talking about a complete and total conversion, a complete and total transformation. Okay, but... The wicked have to see the benefit. The wicked are going to want to see the benefit of being righteous. And I said, they're going to see it. If they're serving me between him who serves Elohim, the righteous, and him who does not serve him, the wicked, you will see the difference. Because while the wicked may have wealth, they're also probably getting shot at, chased by the police, wiretapped, you name it. Okay. Whereas the righteous more than likely aren't. So we're going to give you the opportunity to take you up on that dare. And you can do that by going to give.yahweh.love and that's our PayPal portal or checks or money orders can be mailed to Love Inc P.O. Box 68138 Phoenix, Arizona 85082 and in that you can include you know a little missive a letter a note telling us how great we're doing or you can express discontent with whatever it is we're doing, we're fine with it either way because it's a letter to the Mishpachah, just like the word that we read 
just like the Torah that we say we believe in and we do believe in and we practice as best we can. See, this thing is still ongoing. The apostolic age, the Torah age has not ended. It will go on until Yah says it stops. It's pretty cool, actually. You can also text 77777 to 44321, and you can donate that way. So, hallelujah. That having been said, we want to pray over the offering. Yami, would you be willing to do that real quick? You want to pray over the offering for us? I will unmute you. Give me a second. Don't start praying yet. All right, hallelujah. Yami, can you pray over the offering for us? Apparently, Yami is struggling to find the mute button, or she has gone elsewhere. Abba Yah, in the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for the privilege and the responsibility and the right to test you on this issue. But it's a humble testing. It's a knowing that you've already promised and that you're going to make good. Abba, help us to to be obedient to all of your word in season when it's necessary. And by that, I mean there are things that we should not do and we have to discern properly what that is. But we thank you for the Ruach. We ask for discernment. We ask for Shachma to know what is the next right step. Abba, we ask that you pour out a Brukata on those that we are to minister to. A Brukata of understanding of anticipation, Abba, that you would prepare their hearts, minds, and souls to receive your word, and that you would brukata our hearts, minds, and souls to deliver it the way you would have it done. For in this is offering too, Abba, we just ask that you help us to continue to fulfill your word in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. And amen. All right, hallelujah. We are going to do things just a little bit differently this morning. I am going to uh, slide away from Proverbs and take a look at two of the 1,050 New Testament commandments or Brit Hadashah commandments. I'm guessing there's a lot of you that didn't realize that there was 1,050 commandments in the second half of the book, did you? Well, actually it was news to me too. I didn't realize that until uh, relatively recently. So I was going to call on Yami and see if she's back and she'd be willing to pray over this part of the programming. 
Yami, are you back yet? You're still on the call. Hallelujah. Well, not a problem. We're going to give give a shout-out to Dan Cotton. Say, Boca told brother, would you be in a position to pray over this next portion of the call? And in doing so, do you want to say good morning? All right. Looks like Dan is in listen mode. We will look forward to getting with him later. We're going to ask Marissa if she would be willing to pray over the call this morning or over uh, the uh, Torah teaching this morning. If she could do that for us. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Those are still on there. Yami and Daniel, they can be in agreement as um, this morning. Charlie X5 is going to share the word with us, which I briefly saw what it was, and I don't quite remember which one it is, so he can explain to you which one he's sharing. So I decree that um, the words that he's sharing this morning, Yahweh, that you help him as he reads the word, that he can, that you give him the knowledge and understanding as you've given him, and I thank you for that that he is teaching the word that you gave to him to speak, to speak on behalf for us this morning. I did, uh, pray for the, the shakma of the word and as well as the understanding when he speaks it to us that the work fulfills him and he speaks through him as your work speaks through him to give us the understanding that you want us to understand and that as he's explaining it to us today, Yahweh, that we have a understanding in our hearts and our minds with the word today. And I thank you for that, that you are preparing, and that you have prepared the word for us today. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. Okay, this list was compiled by... um, Christian Assemblies International, and it doesn't really matter who it was compiled by. I'm grateful it's here because it's good and necessary to know. Um, but the little preface that they have is it says 150 New Testament commands. There are 1,050 commands in the New Testament for believers to obey, for Hebrews to obey. Due to repetitions, we can classify them under 69 headings. They cover every phase of man's life in his relationship to Yahweh and his fellow man, now and hereafter. If obeyed, they will bring rich rewards here and forever. If disobeyed, they will bring condemnation and eternal punishment. I'm going to suggest, I'm going to go out on a limb here and put this out there, that if you're interested Y'all check out the movie Hell and uh, Hell and Mr. Fudge. Yes, I said that right. Hell and Mr. Fudge. It's a very, very interesting movie, very intriguing. Um, 
And you might just learn something. Things that we thought we knew, we might not have have been knowing right. So anyways, the two verses we're going to look at this morning. Two things to awake to. One, awake to righteousness. 1 Corinthians 15, 34. Awake to life. Ephesians 5, 14. And I was working on this uh, during the, set, the 27 minutes of meditation um, while praying. And it's interesting because sometimes you want to go a little forward and a little past the, the intended verse because you don't want to get in the habit of picking and choosing. Because most because it's 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 easy to abuse principles and intellectual insights and things of that nature if you just pull one verse out of context. But that isn't really what happened here um, because it is a complete sentence. And I think grammatically that's important because a lot of times where they start a where they start a new verse, it doesn't even allow the thought to finish. Now you might get a little bit out because you know if I go to verse thirty three, it says, "Do not be led astray. Bad companionship ruins good habits." Thirty four. Awake your hearts to righteousness and do not sin. For some have not the knowledge of Yahweh, I speak to your shame. But someone will say, how are the dead raised? And now we get to the point where while 35 matters, it doesn't really fit in. It doesn't really connect immediately on the subject matter of 33 and 34. So that's why I'm only, atta- I'm only addressing 33 and 34 this morning. Do not be led astray. Bad companionship ruins good habits. There's a footnote. It says, you'll be like the people you associate with. Proverbs 13.20. So in a book that the world will try to tell you does not matter, has no impact, should have no impact on your daily life, that the Elohim or the God of the contents of the book doesn't even exist. He's a phony. He's a fake. It's unnecessary. He's a myth. This book, that book, cross-verifies itself 65,000 times. Um, For something to cross-verify itself 65,000 times and not have anything to do with anything and just be a great big fairy tale, Um, I think that whole train of thought could be thrown into a fire somewhere and just completely done away with because it just ain't factual. But that's a side note. Awake your hearts to righteousness and do not sin. For some have not the knowledge of Yahweh. I speak to your shame. So I started writing on this. And 
Yeah, I was thinking perhaps one of the least asked but important questions is, why do we believe living righteously and sinless is so difficult? If people stumble in the darkness, how is it possible that light or right is seen as unrecognizable? If humanity makes unrealistic allowances and then expects their creator to just go along with it, all the while professing their love for, for the unmatched sacrificial act of Yahweh in Yeshua, does our Elohim not have the right to call foul? Does he not have the right to be upset that we continue to do this, that there be consequences? I would have to say, yeah, I would think he's got that right. He robed himself in flesh, allowed to be understood as a human being, and went to the cross, went to a torture stake, was so foully beaten and abused and embarrassed and scorned, all the while being Elohim in the flesh. And we're going to deny knowledge of his definition of righteousness? And we're going to walk after our own after our own imaginations. And the reason I'm getting so emphatic about this is because this verse 34 it's obviously being written to those that are misbehaving in the church within the mishpacha. Hear it again: Awake your hearts to righteousness. Stop. Wake up. You don't wake up immediately wanting to go do evil. You don't wake up wanting to go set a snare or a trap or dig a hole in front of somebody so they fall into it. You don't wake up premeditating how you can go be a jerk to somebody and just be a complete horse's ass. We don't wake up to that. We awake. Yahweh wakes us up, and it's like, okay, it's a fresh day. How can, you know, I hope this is a good day. I, you know, we don't want to transgress into the baser, lesser, more animalistic parts of who we are. We want to remain as upright and in as good a mood as we possibly can. That's where Yahweh would want us. That's where Yahweh would prefer our understanding stay. That's the consciousness that he went to the torture stake to cement for each of us so that we could have a positive outlook, so that we could say, okay, yes, it's going to get tough. It's not all about being positive, but we've got to be positive. Otherwise, if we sit there and we look at this torture stake and we say, that's my only end, now, okay. Now, all of a sudden, your mood is depressed. What's the point of being happy? What's the point of smiling? If you can't keep yourself throughout the course of the day, if you cannot awake to righteousness and be happy in it, There's an issue. But the second half of it says, for some have not the knowledge of Yahweh. 
Now, something's got to be going on here in the Mishpacha, or Paul wouldn't have put it that way. He's speaking to the congregation. How do we know that? I speak to your shame. He's not going to go pronounce this on the street corner to a bunch of pagans that have never heard him speak before. He's got to be speaking to somebody in the in the Mishpacha that is misbehaving, that is violating Torah, that is not fully embracing. But again, this doesn't speak of ignorance is not knowing. This speaks of a willful violation. It speaks of having a knowledge but denying a knowledge. I wrote it down as this. For some have not the knowledge of Yahweh. I almost have to think the Shalayak is being very forgiving here. The statement, not having knowledge, speaks of either a lack of an experience with or a complete disregard for the subject matter in conversation that would have been relatively commonplace. They didn't have texting. They didn't have email back then. So, yes, it took letters a while to get where they had to go. So, you know, things had to be addressed when they came up. This was one of them. We don't know how long it was before that letter got there. But it did get there, and it addressed an issue. If this was being written and read to the Mishpachah at Corinth as expressed by the statement, I speak to your shame, some knowledge of Yahweh had to be pre-existent. It had to already be possessed. While the knowledge may have, may have been possessed or may have been available, those possessing it weren't possessed by it. Those receiving it were not taking it to heart. So that's where the admonition comes in, to awake your hearts to righteousness. Wake up to the rightness. How do you define rightness? Well, you go back to the you go back to the dictionary of the New Testament, which is the Torah, which is the Old Testament, which is you know the Kippur Hakadosh, the Brit Hadashah. I forget. I get the two mixed up. Forgive me. We got to dig into this so we know what Yahweh's definition of righteousness is. And it's there. Yahweh's definition of righteousness is walking out the Ten Commandments as closely as possible. As effectively as possible. They're really not that hard if you think about it. If you think about it. But because man's heart is dark and easily deceived, We choose that instead. It's sad. Ephesians five thirteen and fourteen. But in all things being, con- but all things being condemned are exposed by the light, and are clearly revealed. For everything having been revealed is light. Okay, now let's look at but all things being condemned. Not all things are condemned, but all things worthy of condemnation are condemned and are being exposed by the light. Once they are exposed, 
by the light and are clearly revealed, then they become light because they cannot be reconcealed because the light's already been exposed to them. We're not talking about turning on a flashlight in a dark room and then turning it off and then turning it back on and then turning it off and then turning it back on. Once something you've once something is done, once something wrong, once something sinful, once something condemnational has been exposed, the same individual cannot reconceal it. Yahweh not will not allow that. Abba doesn't work like that. Verse 14 says, because of this, he says, arise, sleeping ones, and rise from the dead ones. And Messiah will give you light. Hear that again. That's that's actually pretty profound, Uh, which is no surprise. I mean, it comes from the word of Yah. Because of this, he says, arise, sleeping ones. Okay. You are resting. You were physically sleeping. The sun hits your eyes. You get the normal wake-up call, whether it's Mother Nature, whether it's whether it's the Ruach HaKadosh. Yeah, granted, there's a big difference there, but the encouragement is to arise. Wake up out of your stupor. Bring awareness and enlightenment to your consciousness and to your, and to your mind so that you can start understanding what's going to happen and what and what is going to be expected of you in this new walk that you're engaging in. You were asleep prior to being called. Your ruach, your inner man, had not been fully awakened yet. So Yahweh calls, Yeshua calls, the Ruach calls, arise sleeping ones and rise from the dead ones. Now again, if we're laying down with the dead, the dead are unclean. The dead are unclean. Those not seeing Yahweh for what they are, for what he is, those not understanding Yahweh's expectations for what they are and not willing to be obedient to them are unclean. But the sleeping ones that arose now need to be bathed. They need to be mikvahed. They need to be washed. They need to be cleansed. Otherwise, how do you tell the difference from those that still have death on them and the dead ones that they rose up from. Arise, sleeping ones, and rise from the dead ones. Separate yourself from the dead ones. That's, there's only one way you can move away from the dead ones, and that is into the light of Messiah into the light of Yeshua. Back into Yahweh's tent. Back into the Mishpachah. And you can't try, you shouldn't try to take death back into the tent of Yahweh. It's not going to last. You're not going to last. 
it needs it needs to be removed and now we get back into the conversations about transformed recovery and sacred scripture step, step six which is which is exactly where we're supposed to go when insul- when insights like this flash into our flash into our hearts flash into our minds we're supposed to see the connection we're supposed to make the connection we're supposed to walk connectedly with the creator of the universe so that we can be the light of this world to a lesser extent, but similar to Messiah, similar to Yeshua. We are supposed to bring Yah's deliverance as Messiah brought it to us. Because if he didn't bring it to us through the truth of his word, we wouldn't be sitting here on this line right now. You got to see the connection. You got to make the connection. You got to stay connected. It's kind of just like electricity, folks. If you disconnect from the battery, if you disconnect from the power source, you're not going to have any power. If there's a break in the wire, if there's a break in the wire, somebody's going to get shocked. It could be shocking enough without a break in the wire, which is not a bad shock. But if there is a short circuit, that's going to need to be addressed too. You're going to have to hit your knees and ask for some supernatural electrical tape to be wrapped up and wrapped around you and that, you know, that connection be made secure again. But awake to righteousness. That's the call. Awake to righteousness. Awake from the dead. Do not stay there. We don't need to be dead. We don't need to be recognized with the dead anymore. Awake to life. Hallelujah. Abba Yah, in the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you for your light, your righteousness, your life in Yeshua and we just pray that you help us to continue to walk in that light and to be that light as we walk amongst our neighbors in the name of Yeshua hallelujah and yamen alright folks well that about wraps it up for today for praise prayer decree and declare unless there is somebody online that I am not seeing, which I don't believe there is, because I believe Rock and San, our Shalayak and Shalia, are out in the middle of Hoffman County at Linda Loveland in Texas somewhere, and they might not have signal. But either way, we are going to ask Yami if she would be willing to pray out the line to close us out if she's back yet. If she is not, I will pull this out with a song. And we shall see you tonight at 10.07 Eastern, 9.07 Central, 7.07 Mountain, and 6.07 Pacific 
for Love Live, Ruach, Remnant Reality Radio's pre, uh, RIP 2.0. So until then, Bokatov Mishpaka. Have a great one. Go out and prosper. Go out and be prosperous. Go out and prosper somebody else in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Lots of love. We will talk to you soon. Around the tower.